The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DRAFTKINGSBBN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DRAFTKINGSBBN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dishes and Dimes, brought to you by BasketballNews.com. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host today. My name is Katie Heindel, uh, and I'm very excited to be joined by uh, a, a, a dear friend, a colleague in the industry, a light in the darkness, uh, and just a real NBA powerhouse. <laughs> Sirit Sohi, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I really enjoy listening to you do a podcast host voice. <laughs> yeah, I do. You like that? Did you like the I smooth, did. the smooth basketballnews.com yeah, delivery? It. I loved it. <laughs> I I take it I take it from my dad who uh, was a DJ my whole life and got his start really? in radio and likes to talk to me about mm-hmm. radio voices. Really? Mm-hmm. Does he has he helped you yeah. with it? No. <laughs> it's just not yeah. in earnest. <laughs> okay, just, uh, not just, not yeah. in earnest. Um mm-hmm. yeah, but uh he always knows when people are putting mm-hmm. it on. I got basically. You. Um and you know, kind of speaking of putting it on, you're here today <laughs> to talk about uh the big season, it's the last day of the NBA season as we record this on Sunday. You're listening to this Monday. Uh, is, does every team play today? I think so. So, you know, in honor of that and kind of the season that was, we're going to look at the big what ifs or what wasn't, weren't for each conference. Uh, and, you know, who who put it on, who did yeah, not mostly put it who on. Didn't. Mostly which, who didn't. Yeah, mostly yeah. who didn't. Um, but I thought you would be a great person to talk to about this and like, we'll look ahead a little later, uh, to the playoffs, but because, uh, you've got keen eye and keen basketball mind. And also I really like when we just look at all the things we were wrong about (laughs) at the end of a season. Yeah, me too. It's always fun. You realize (laughs) we don't know anything about anything. Yeah, we don't. It's all yeah. guesswork and it's kind of uh, humbling. Mm-hmm. Destabilizing <laughs> usually for me, but hey, yeah, it's oh, fine. Oh. It's fine. I'm glad I have you it's, here. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to yeah, do this with anybody get else. Through it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, dear listeners, take our hands and Katie, we'll go take my through. hand. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> I put my hand up to the camera um, and we will take you through. Uh, and I'm curious to know after you listen to this, you know, hit us up, get in our, don't really get in our DMs. You could just add the Dishes and Dime account and say what yeah. we're so Get in yours, Katie's but, DMs. Um, Everyone DM Yeah, you can Katie. if you want. I'm, I'm not scared of people DMing me. Um, go ahead. <laughs> but don't be rude. So we'll start with the East. Um, I'll start mine at the top of my head. The Chicago Bulls. The thing I have in my notes for the Chicago Bulls, what happened there? That's it. <laughs> what happened there? In a, hear it? Well, in a, in a good way or a bad way. Like, So one of the things that I struggled with, or like looking back, I was like, well, how far back are we going? Because mm-hmm. they went from, oh, maybe this team will be a play-in team to wow these guys could win a championship to maybe this team is a play-in team to they're in the playoffs good for them yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so -hmm. where do we start the deconstruction i mean let's start let's start with the bad so we can end on the good i like that (laughs) yeah um so the bad, I think the the most notable bads were things that afflicted a lot of teams this season, mm-hmm. which were injuries. I think you have Caruso going out. They lost a lot of momentum. That guy's just everything to every NBA team that's ever had him thus far. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was really true. That was really true for Chicago. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that sucked. Yeah. I mean, they, re- they rely a lot. That's why I thought they'd be good. It's like they rely a lot on their perimeter mm-hmm. defense and... Oops, you know, just like it, he's—he's he's honestly like I—I th- I think that like if he was if he was healthy all season, like he'd be first team all defense. Honestly, like he's that good defensively and mm-hmm. that impactful. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. losing Lonzo for stretches of time was really tough. And then like the Demar thing, like you know, just kind of that was fun. How how was it for you as a as a Raptors fan watching Demar? Like yeah, I don't want to like is was it like his his crunch time renaissance? His crunch like he finally sort of figured some things out. Yeah, I think that's turning a bad into a good because he definitely, watching him this season, I really liked it personally. I liked it personally because I felt like he was also finally getting the shine that he kind of deserved. But he worked really hard to get there and worked really hard for. Um, I think it was probably uh, difficult for him to hold it together with those mm-hmm. injuries of Alonzo and Caruso. Um you know, it's kind of like a brand new squad. It seemed a little bit too good to be true to start, maybe. Like, they did have a lot of momentum gathering. Um, but I also think that, like, DeMar turned bad into good because he still played his hard. Like, he still played super hard, I think, even when they were going through those slumps. Um, and he became the, like, uh, crunch time. Yeah, crunch time. <laughs> like, a joy to yeah. watch in crunch time instead of a... Instead of not a, so nervous, a painful yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting to watch him because I felt like he was doing so many of the same things that he did as a Raptor, but just like 10% better. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually think that it would have like the good times would have kept rolling, in my opinion, if they didn't have so many injuries. Cause like this team makes a lot of sense together and I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm not too down on them. Like they'll be back next year. Be, you know, have a little bit more chemistry. I don't really know how like Vucevic works in the playoffs. We'll see these playoffs. Right. But I don't know. Like they're, they're fun though. I mean, I I think they kind of, they ended up like 
they ended up where people thought they'd be, I think, but just not for the reasons that we thought. I think there was a lot of talk about, mm-hmm. hey, their de- like their defense is going to be really questionable and like will these guys be able to play together and that stuff just ended up being true like they're re- they're really good together when they do play together like that first like that first two months of the season just like with Lonzo just like in transition and like you get like L- Levine being like just as I think scary as he ever was before but just like with a little less mm-hmm. like um, attention drawn to him it was just so much fun it was so much fun mm-hmm. they're playing really mm-hmm. good defense and they're just having fun like they're just they were good vibes. They were good vibes. And it seems like the vibes are still okay. The vibes don't seem yeah, like they've been I, crushed by the injuries. No. I don't think so. Because I think, you know, the the problems that they faced wasn't like a breakdown in chemistry or like team construction. It was just like it was really just a series of pretty yeah. unfortunate events. And I think their team, as you mentioned, with a lot of longevity, I don't think there's a really any reason why they can't and won't come back better mm-hmm. next season. I think one of the interesting, and it's funny, like this always happens when a team starts to do well right at the beginning of the season. The cr- criticism is always like, but how will they fare mm-hmm. in the playoffs? Never mind that, like, at that point, the playoffs are like five yeah, months. Yeah, there's like away. 40. I mean, things now the playoffs. Before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they yeah. did for the Bulls, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, now it's kind of interesting because, like, the playoffs are sort of a bonus. It's great that they're going to be in there. It's like it's funny because it's like none of those guys really need the playoff experience in the same way like a young team would. But I guess you, you will still get sort of a yeah. preview of how they'll hold up. I ultimately think, though, like even at their best, they're, they're kind of a playoff cute story. Yeah. Who do, wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> they're a second round out. I like I was pretty high on them. I was high on them all season, but I just look at everybody else, and it's like the same story as it was with the Raptors. Unfortunately, where it's like, oh yeah, overachieved, super mm-hmm. fun. Like, can these guys prove it? It's like everybody on the team had the Demar story, right? Like Levine, like can you make the playoffs? Um, Lonzo just going from like number two pick, dealing with all the stuff with the Lakers, and like you know just the the early Levar ball. Like Levar has really toned it down. By the way, Levar is just like chilled. Yeah, out. we do not hear much about Levar ball yeah. these days. Um, yeah, not at all. <laughs> that is is that is that like a, a what didn't happen? That is in like maybe that's like last year. What didn't happen? Like with yeah, I was like, gonna say like, did M- MJ and Levar Ball never got into a fist fight. <laughs> at least at least that we know of. No, no, not that we know of. Yeah, and like it 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 might have been a what if if we'd heard anything from yeah. him. I think early on or in the preseason, but yeah, we didn't. And Vucevic in Orlando was kind we of like it. the Demar Derozan of his situation. Just. Scoring a lot of points and then getting game plan in the playoffs. So it's like you bring all these guys together yeah. and let's we'll see how it goes. But they all had yeah. the same story. And I don't know. I don't think that it would yeah. really change that much. Not, you know, the just because everybody else in the East is just devastating. Like I would watch the Bulls and even at their best, I just in my mind be like, man, like second round series against the Bucks, a little Drew Holiday action, Chris Middleton. Tomorrow's going to get tired. He's going to start like, he had this game against Memphis actually earlier this season. Um, I don't know if you caught that game, but. They were just frustrating the hell out of him. It's the one where he got ejected. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't get fouled on the last on the last play. I think it was like Stephen Adams and and Kyle Anderson and one other player had kind of surrounded him, and like it was just him deciding to dribble into three people, which you know we're very familiar with. And I was like, man, yeah, like that's kind of what happens at, at the end of the day. Like they, it's like the frustration just leads to tunnel vision. That's also what happens with Memphis, though. I feel like they're like the um, 
they're the personification of that like wanna feel old meme, but like the Grizzlies just make every <laughs> team yeah. feel old because they're they so totally young do. and like I, full of energy and will just like frustrate the I hell out of you. I love how much they just pissed off every superstar. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter <laughs> at all. Like it's it's a be- we we did a we did a Memphis episode uh, this week with for the answer, and uh, I was talking about how like you know it's obviously like the Desmond Bain versus LeBron thing that happened earlier this season. But the most impressive one to me was just Dylan Brooks pissing off Devin Booker. Like this is the ultimate guy that you don't mm-hmm. piss off, and they pissed him off, and it didn't matter. Devin Booker, yeah, because yeah. like he'll actually yeah. start playing better. Yeah, yeah, he will. Like, there's a lot of it's guys true. you can frustrate, and then it's like, yes. Like, you don't, I don't really, like, want to smoke with Devin Booker. But they do. No, they don't. do. They do. Like, as, it's kind of like, yeah, as Job puts it, you want to smoke. The Grizzlies yeah, want it really with everyone. Do. I think, I'm, well, I do, like, well, that will save them for the West, yeah. but they're actually not on my list. They're not on my Spoiler list either, alert. but they are kind of like a positive version of this. Like they were supposed to be like a seven, yeah. six seed. Like, oh, maybe they'll make a little bit of a leap, learned a few things in the playoffs. And they ended up being way, way better than that, even though they haven't had jaw mm-hmm. for almost like a third of the season. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do, you want to go one sure. for one or do you want me to do all my, okay, so okay. lay it on me. Your your what okay. if or what wasn't for um, the East? We like I was thinking about last year's playoffs, like that Knicks mm-hmm. Hawks series, and how come, like, <laughs> things are just so much different for both those teams and how we saw them being. It's, yeah, rough. it's real rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's real rough. Um, which team do you want to do first? I, of either yeah. of those, <sighs> woof. Um, let's we'll okay. do the Knicks. Okay. How about that? Yeah, I like we we were like, oh yeah, they're back, free agency players, like you know, <laughs> man, really tough, really tough, really tough. <laughs> I never thought that getting Evan Fournier on a good good contract would be so bad for a team. And then there was mm-hmm. like the Kemba stuff that happened. I still don't feel like we have like the full story of of why it is that not so resolved. This is, this is one thing that's really strange to me about the Kemba thing with like so Thibodeau just basically decided he can't play basketball. Um, yeah, he was the what yeah, wasn't. Yeah, he really was. He Tibbs. really was the what wasn't for Tibbs. <laughs> and the thing that's really surprising to me about that is that Tibbs is like always like for as much as he loves defense, he's always kind of just, you know, he's he's had a thing. He's had a twinkle in his eye for the, the point guard creator that's aggressive. Like he always he never really like punished Derrick Rose for being a bad defender. And every point like all the mm-hmm. backups on those Bulls teams would always like John Lucas turned into a, like, you know, an actual <laughs> rotation point guard for for that team like he get he gives a, his point guards the keys like he kind of he gives them the keys to the offense so he doesn't have to think about offense at all he's just like go do your thing go do your yeah. thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly control. exactly <laughs> exactly um like he just lets him run the show so he can just sit in his offense and think deeply about defense um and yeah he seems like he seems like Thibodeau type of bad defender at least like he's the type that he would have mm-hmm. a stomach for but he just didn't and I I I want to know why because Kemba also just seems like a good dude too. and not like he would be like a locker room yeah. issue either. Yeah, no, like everything you've heard uh, about Kemba, like even in Boston, just like not the greatest locker room to begin with. I imagine mm-hmm. at that time, now they seem content, but um, yeah, like nice guy, everybody likes him, really like bouncy. I feel like he's just like a bouncy, yeah, <laughs> upbeat addition, and like that. Big yes. smile too. And like that's kind of 
like the the Knicks last season, I feel like they got really bogged down in themselves, right? Like they just, you know, Julius Randle can't do everything. And like, he's just not that kind of player. So like, to me, I was like, I feel like Kemba kind of gives them a little bit of extra mm-hmm. lift, you know, and that kind of extra leverage that they needed. And then so early on, Tibbs just being like, yeah. meh, like he's just not going to play. And you're right. Like it was never resolved or like kind of explain like the only comp is John Wall and I get like I don't I still don't fully understand that but it makes a little bit more sense at least I guess they're not trying, like the Houston's not trying to make the playoffs career it's like you get why they wouldn't yes want to play yeah yeah but like the Kemba thing also happened so early on and I was kind of surprised that like you're not going to go into it maybe like okay, maybe post all-star you're going to take a different mm-hmm. tack and like change your approach a little bit um but yeah. they didn't it, it just kind of stuck with it. So I don't really know what's going to happen there. Cause to me, it's like, you got a player like Kemba and you're not even utilizing him. It is a very mm-hmm. big, weird waste and kind of like a squandering that I don't think the Knicks uh, could yeah. afford. It's not like you're so like flush with talent and like opportunity that you're like, Oh, we, we can't afford to, to just like yeah. rest this guy or not play this yeah. guy. The Noel injury stuff was also tough as well yeah. yeah that 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 yeah. was tough i think i think a, a a pretty bummer um what actually what i don't know if this falls into what if or what wasn't but is the way that uh nicks and this isn't all on nicks fans like this is like a weird uh groundhog day thing of the franchise but like pinning all your hopes on one mm-hmm. player and then very quickly uh splitting from that and like that happened to yeah. julius randall Quite, this season. yeah we don't have to get into all of that. Um, but yeah, yeah that was, there is like, that's, that's kind of what I think happens with a lot of young teams is that the expectation becomes that there will always be improvement. Young teams each season. Yeah. yeah and pinning their hopes on. One yeah. Night. There's always an expectation that things will always get better. Um, mm-hmm. They oftentimes don't. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel like they just, they just got away from their defensive identity completely. And then I think just it felt like the wheels just fell off from there. Like that backcourt just couldn't get any stops at all. And then Randall's not exactly a great defender himself. Like RJ is really the only bright spot from, yeah. from this season for the Knicks. That's tough. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that is tough. I think like, um, I guess their big what wasn't was bing bong. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. <laughs> It didn't no. come true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good times here for a bit, though. The Knicks are a good one, but they are in a way uh, the eternal mystery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's you don't want to get too bogged down in that because you'll stay there. You could yeah. stay there forever. Yeah, should we move on to the Hawks? <laughs> yes, <laughs> is that what you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The Hawks. The Hawks. What? What were their big? Their big ones for you? Well, I mean, I think we were kind of thinking about them as a potential finals team after. Were we? Or, I mean, at least being continuing to be in the Eastern Conference contender picture. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just the vibes are really bad there. The vibes just don't seem good at all. And, and I don't know why, because what, like, what really... They don't try. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just like, it's very basic with the Hawks. They don't try very hard on defense and they only really like pass the ball around when things get really urgent. 
they've gotten a little bit better mm-hmm. at it. But yeah, it's like it's like they're a lot like the Hawks from the year before, where if it's not the playoffs, like they just don't really know how to get it up for regular season games. And I don't really <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> Sometimes I say things. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, just the adrenaline is what I mean. Um, they just don't they don't really care. They don't care if it's not a big game. And I don't really like Trey Young is having a fantastic season all by himself on an island out there. But yeah, the guy's just not not really doesn't seem like the best teammate in the world. Like doesn't really seem to inspire a lot of confidence from from the guys around him. Like that stuff matters when you run a system like the Hawks do. Like you want you need it to be crisp. Like you need the roles to be hard. Like you need the guys to actually give a fuck. And like they just don't really seem to. And you want the star that you've invested in and you are potentially building your franchise around to grow and mature like with the franchise, right? And like a big part of that, yeah, is stepping into the role of being a leader like on and off the floor. And it doesn't really feel yet like Trey Young wants that responsibility. Yeah, he's still in Trey against the world mode. Like you got to get out of that at some point. And he's still really young and it's like, you know, what, like that maybe that will happen in time. But right now it's still just like he I feel like he just has something to prove. And it's mostly about him. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of gotten him Mm -hmm. in the opposite position where, you know, he's kind of he's confirming the worst beliefs about him really at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah he is proving the wrong thing and the team is like that too like they just got a bunch of it's like the it's like the the corrosive version of what's happening in memphis like just a bunch of guys with a chip on their shoulder and now they've just turned it inwards on themselves and the team as opposed Mm -hmm. to like like in the playoffs they were just like yeah no we don't care nobody believes in us like no one thought we'd be here so why should we care that we're you know wrong you know, that nobody thinks we're going to win this series or the next series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked. That worked for the one the one run. But yeah, it just... They also... I mean, they, their contract stuff for them lined up at, at bad times as well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that doesn't really work out great. Like, they had to trade Cam Reddish, who very much... I, I wrote an article about them uh, earlier this season. That guy did... That guy did not want to be a Hawk. That guy was like, yo, I... I'm, you know, trusting my faith in God right now to be on this team. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and like those things can, those can, those, those things can sound like cliches, but he just didn't like, he, it felt like he was, you know, really, really leaning on the guy above to, to get him through this period of not being able to take all the shots he wants to take. Um, yeah. And like, it's not like nothing they wrong really... with that. I mean, it's kind con- of like, you know, contracts coming no. up. It is what it is. They just like, they had all those guys line mm-hmm. up at the same time, like Hunter, um as well and i think like if i'm kevin herter and i just signed like this team friendly extension after having a really amazing playoffs and i come in and i'm getting the exact same amount of shots or even less and being featured even less even though like i'm probably one of the best playmakers on the team kind of like well that doesn't really make a lot of sense i think they made tactical mistakes like as much as we can blame trey it's like why is the ball in his hands so much yeah yeah no fuck i forgot what i was gonna say uh (laughs) Oh, I think it was like in the playoffs last season, that sense of them being like, you know, when teams are not expected to like either like make the playoffs or like get as far as they do, they're kind of working on that Mm -hmm. momentum of like no expectations, right? Like when a team doesn't know what it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be, 
or like not supposed to do their, the limitations like kind of come off yeah. in a way. Sometimes that's like for a very brief yeah. window. Um, sometimes it lasts a little bit longer, but I feel like you still have to go away when that like nice Cinderella time eventually ends and clarify mm-hmm. some things. And that's yeah. not at all what they Yeah, did. no, I think that's that's exactly it. Like they just kind of needed a second draft on the team and they never wrote it, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of like shot distribution stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I think like you can solve the problems that you have in the locker room and on the court at the same time just by taking the ball out of Trey's hands a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can get John Collins a little bit more isolation touches and that'll also make you a better playoff team. Um, and mm-hmm. the same goes for, you know, Hunter and Herter and stuff. And like they just needed they needed to make that step of becoming more dynamic and they just they just didn't for some reason. It's really stagnant. And I think it's just like it comes down yeah. to foundation, foundational stuff. Like they won't they won't do the basic things that you need to do in a season to win regular season games. So it's really hard to build on anything if you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um well, the effort, I was going to be like, they make it look effortful, but like the effort's actually not even there. They don't make <laughs> it look like that. Um, yeah. A team that kind of reminds reminded me earlier this season of Hawks last season were the Hornets. So I hope that the Hornets in there don't like repeat the Hawks mm-hmm. mistakes of being this like very potential, like filled mm-hmm. team and not going into the yeah. summer looking to like looking to home yeah. some very like it's weird like things. they almost took the wrong lessons from the playoffs like they had they had a, they made yeah. a bunch of incredible comebacks like they got super hot from deep uh trey made every clutch shot that he possibly could before he got hurt and i think the thing that they took away from that was that no matter what happens we're always in the game and like that can be good mm-hmm. but that can also mean that like you just start thinking that you don't have to do the little things mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Like you, 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 your basis being the fundamentals, like you can't, unfortunately you can't yeah. remove that. Um, yeah. yeah. The Hawks it's remains tough. TBD. Yeah. Big, yeah big still TBD. like, you know, it'd be kind of crazy if they just like, <laughs> at, like they still just like picked it up from here. <laughs> They're going to have yeah. to do something. Um, okay. My next, what if, and what wasn't, uh, would be the wizards. Mm. And I had them in my list Do you remember, like, okay, okay. So it's good. Because, like, at the beginning of the season, it was like, wow, the Wizards, no <laughs> mm-hmm. one saw this coming. Amazing team. Like, could they make, they're going to, like, they're top of the East. Like, there's no way they're going to yeah. come down. Uh, I thought, like, you know, uh, like, Wes as a coach, like, really good, really good first, like, um, not, maybe not f- first season in its entirety, really good first beginning mm. of a season. Uh, but I don't know what happened there either. <laughs> they just kind of hit a wall. And then they made a me. really bad trade. That's true. Like a really bad, <laughs> like how, how it was the Spencer Dinwiddie experiment ended so fast. And that to me just didn't make a lot mm-hmm. of sense because it's like the guy's coming off an injury. So I would have thought you would have priced in the first year being a little bit rough and tumble in the first place. But they traded Volgas mm-hmm. for Kristaps Porzingis, who's doesn't give a fuck about anything. So, no. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> it made like, uh, it made them feel especially yeah. cursed. Like post, yeah, post Porzingis trade. 
it was kind of like, okay, there's really no plan for yeah. this guy. Um, like in, I think even in like team, like locker room fit, like team fit and floor yeah. fit. And you're right. Like, I don't know the last time I saw Porzingis uh, try. Yeah. He gave it, he gave it a good go earlier in the season with the Mavericks. I disagree. Okay. I mean, that's totally, we can, we don't have, we don't have to really, <laughs> we don't have to go to round me, for round on looking that. Looking frustrated. <laughs> Looking frustrated all the time is a good way to pretend like you are giving oh, it a true. go. That's true. That's true. You think he was acting? Or like you gave yeah. it a go. But like, I think that it's just his, like a bit, like a, um, maybe a bratty, a bratty mm. default for KP. Yeah. <laughs> KP the brat. Um, um yeah, KP yeah. the brat. Yeah. And then, uh, then Beal, right. But even before he got hurt, they lost like their five, they lost like their five last games before he got hurt. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Like, at start start of the season, it was just like, okay, this team kind of plays defense, and, like, they seem to rebound well, and, like, they're just – they seem to like each other, too. They had, like, a good vibe. They, they did seem to like each other. was really that nice. Was I, I thought was it was, like, a good say. system for yeah. Bill to be in, too. Like, Spencer's a nice point guard yeah. to put beside him as well. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like – The vibes seem yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it feels like a thing where they just hit a wall, but they needed to just get through the wall instead of just – abandoning ship but the other Uh thing that is strange like but also i mean the answer to this is self-evident but somewhat self-evident i guess but like they were bad and like beal is still on the team i think that's just because they're like we can't we can't give this guy up yeah but i mean like at what point does he i guess like that's kind of always been his thing he's just been willing to see what's going to happen with them but and they've been well yeah to see but what are they what's what are they, they're not going to do anything unless he says something right like at the end of the day yeah. it's but i think like you're right i think that's the problem because it's like you can't actually get away <laughs> like he's your fixed point right like if he's if beal is the axis on which the team is kind of expected to mm-hmm. function and like revolve around until you remove him no, nothing nothing's really ever going to look yeah. that different you know, and I think like if he doesn't have like a John Wall type player beside him, which did work, it just like they didn't really build up the support mm-hmm. around those guys. Um, he didn't really have that kind of like secondary guy this season, um, like when he was well. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, what might be is a total rebuild, but we're not talking about Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's what you would have thought would have happened, right? If you told me this season that they weren't even going to be in play-in territory after making mm-hmm. these moves, like it was kind of the whole thing. It was like, okay, they made these moves, and like they're going to try to make it play, like push the playoffs, and make Beal happy. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. didn't, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's like, maybe this is like something where like, like obviously Portland is so Portland is on my list. Is Portland on your list? Okay. Yes. Like. And maybe there's just a thing where now there are so many superstars moving and there are just some that genuinely don't want to. So they keep saying things like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for the team to prove it. But like at the end of the day, like maybe internally, they're just like, guys, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. Like, stop trying to send me to the Sixers or the Nets right now. Like, I'm okay. (laughs) Please don't trade me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Like, I think, I hope they don't 
do anything coaching wise. Cause I still think like, I think that's fine. I think it's just, you got to make some yeah. roster adjustments, big roster. Now adjustments. for a team that I wouldn't mind um, doing something coaching wise, the trailblazers. Wait, I do have any more do, in the oh, East. Oh, I, I have oh, one do more. You? Okay. What is it? What is it? I do. It's the Cavs. Okay. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I, it makes sense, um, actually. They were a four seed at one point. Yeah. Yeah. My feeling, the what, I guess the what if, the what wasn't, uh, is them similar to like the trajectory that the Bulls had uh, in being like this, you know, top of the East, uh, like sustaining the the kind of like momentum mm -hmm. that they that they found pretty early on injuries got them down same as the bulls um what i don't like right now is that they're the calves are kind of like uh rejecting their what if which is that they <laughs> they're still going to be this very good if not much better team mm -hmm. next season um you know like i think evan mobley uh and Darius garland like figuring out mm -hmm. what they did is that is that rookie season? of the year evan mobley like, I mean, I'm very no, biased. I got Scotty. I'm just it's, it, it, <laughs> for me, it's like, yeah, it is between yeah. him and Scotty Barnes, I think. Um, but like in terms of impact, like you can't deny that, you know, Evan Mobley, just immediate yeah. impact, right? Because he he became the player that his team needed mm -hmm. him to be yeah. right away. And like that's such yeah. a rare if like hardly ever happening thing um yeah. for rookies. By the by the way, but Katie's what I don't Katie's like handle is I'm just gonna <laughs> it's w-t-e-v-s um Be, yeah yeah for all, all your raptors fans yeah oh so yeah. they can they yeah. can me. i <laughs> oh, said i was no, biased just, yeah i know but no just I'm i got just you defending. to say nice things about evan mobley uh, <laughs> for no, that's yeah. fair <laughs> for no for no reason I'm a my, i my like own, the calves my, my own amusement <laughs> um, i got a i what? got a water gun um te like you know like the water gun emoji <laughs> Uh, yes. I got I got one of those texts from Indu basically just being like, so who are you voting for for rookie of the year with a water gun? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, All right. Well, I mean, like a soft, yeah, like a soft like, can thread. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, my big problem with what is happening with the cats right now is, um, they are, they should be fine with like leaving the what ifs alone because I don't like that Jared Allen is postponing surgery to potentially come back a little mm -hmm. bit sooner um, to like see where they're going to get to in the playoffs. Because even if they were full capacity, I still don't think the the plan for this team was to be um, like coming out of the East mm -hmm. necessarily. I think it was like, let's see how far mm -hmm. we can go and like ride that momentum for like a brand new structural, like new kind of experiment team or a mm -hmm. young team. But the whole thing is like, that this is a team that was built specifically to last several seasons. So I want them to just like leave the what ifs alone. I want Jared Allen mm. to get the surgery. I think of somebody like Pascal Siakam, right? Like you, like if you've got time, I mean, granted the Raptors season last year was like a lot worse. And I think maybe Pascal getting the surgery, it was fine. But like, if you've got time, like the Cavs do, don't yeah. put shit like that off, yeah. you know, like don't, don't make it potentially worse or exacerbate an injury like in a playoff situation. Yeah. Obviously, like it's up to it's up to, you know, Jared Allen in the end. But I just think that, um, again, it's fine 
for the Cavs to wait. They will be even better next yeah. season. Yeah, I agree with you. Especially like they just they just have Sexton like, you know, that's mm-hmm. just going to be automatically added to the team next year. I would almost look at it like, I mean, it depends completely on his timeline, but it's like, yo, if you guys don't think that you can get through the play in without Jared Allen, like, what do you think that actually means about your larger playoff hopes? So if you can yeah. get through the play, I would go like, don't have him in the play in. And I think that he's, I mean, we'll see if it feels kind of doubtful that he'll play. And then if you guys make the playoffs, well, okay, that buys you a little bit of extra time and maybe he can play then. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. It's just, it's it's this thing that teams fall into when they exceed expectations. They almost, like if I, I get it on the Cavs perspective, they're probably just dying to make the playoffs as a franchise. Like that's that's very tempting, but there's just a bigger picture here. Like this team could, like this team could be like a future dynasty. So like don't, don't fuck it up mm-hmm. because like you really want to make a, like make a first round team sweat because that's all you're going to do. Like they're not gonna get in yeah. there, and the Bucks yeah. are gonna be like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, no, yeah. not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, why risk? Why risk it all for like an early yeah. exit when you're looking at future longevity, uh, like on the line, you know? So that's the mm-hmm. East. Did you have anyone else um, in the East? I think I'm good on the East. Let me just okay do the a East. quick check, but. <laughs> No, I mean, there was no, we kind of talked them about them already. Like, there was no big be, Hornets. If there's not there's, like a team, if there's yeah, like a there's player. There's no big Hornets leap. That was my, that was my only yeah. one. But we talked about a little bit. We, yeah. can, we can move on to the West. No, I mean, like, I, I profiled Miles Bridges earlier in the season um, from where the, like, what it looked like they were doing mm-hmm. internally. They were, they kind of had that nice thing going for them when a team is like quietly just doing its thing mm-hmm. and like winning a lot and being very good. Uh, I thought that would continue and sustain mm. them a little bit yeah. further. I think ultimately they're just really young still, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. So moving to the West. I mean, we teased it a little bit, so let's start. <laughs> let's start with the Blazers. Take yeah, us away. It was same, same kind of deal, right? Like, team gets off to a brutal start. Uh, like, B- Billups has probably, like, even if we're just talking about the on-court stuff, probably has, like, the worst possible start that, like, a, a rookie head coach can have. Um, he's, uh-huh. like, shitting on players and in, like, the media and calling it accountability, which is, like, hey, that's just you deflecting blame. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk yeah. about accountability. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the team is just kind of a mess. And it's like, I feel like the writing on the wall is just saying that they don't really want to give Dame money. And, you know, he mm-hmm. got hurt. And that probably is a big reason why nothing ever really came of of him getting po- possibly traded. But now they're kind of in a weird spot where, like, they could, I don't know, like, they, they could have, like, a top four pick in this year's draft. And, like, maybe that strangely regenerates mm-hmm. them. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, this team has always been what they are. I never thought really, like, a coaching change was going to, like, switch things up. And the CJ trade just ended up being horrible. And if, I, if I'm if i if I'm Dame, I'm just, like, looking at that and everything. And, like, also the, the, the Roko trade. Like, that was another one. That was weird because I remember when they did, like, the, the Roko-Norman Powell trade. I was like, something else is coming. Like, they're not this stupid, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't just give those guys yeah. away. Like they they're they're going big game hunting (laughs) at the deadline, right? No, like they just decimated their roster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it it felt like they were making yeah 
making a lot yeah. of room for something else. I guess else. maybe this and means they can pay Dame now. Nothing but came. Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> At what yeah. cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I like, I think they, to me, it's like they just took a bow out. Like they took a, maybe not even, I have like in my notes gracefully, but now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't a particularly graceful, like early exit, like a, a graceful bow mm-hmm. out uh, in the season. I think turning over CJ and like, Dame sort of opting out for that abdominal surgery, that was just like, that was the barometer. That's to me, it was like, okay, I don't know what if for this team, because I don't even know what they want that to kind of look like. I mean, I am, I'm an Anthony um, Simons fan, but that when like, that's your like... (laughs) hope it's just a lot it's a lot that was he's like the most <laughs> exciting player on the team and it is a lot to put on a really young player uh and it's also kind of like okay mm-hmm. what next uh the norman powell thing was very surprising to me because it seemed like they were like yeah like we we gave up gary trent who i guess you know toronto looked at as like the, nor- the next kind of gen norman powell but you get in return an experience like a championship experienced player uh, a really like developmentally keen kind of player by that. I mean, who has mm-hmm. developed and has like come from a system where like a lot of importance is placed on that to hopefully kind of uh, strengthen maybe your locker room and like, you know, some of the younger players like in Anthony that you have there, but then he's gone now. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, I also really weirdly liked, um, Larry Nance there. I thought that made sense. I thought that was kind of a good, like, settling place for him. Now he's gone. And I don't dislike Josh Hart, you know, in his stead, but it's just, I don't know that Josh Hart likes it. Well, I just, I just don't know that you needed to do all that to get Josh Hart. Like, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Was it all an elaborate play for Josh Hart? Maybe, maybe Josh Hart is like the big splash. That they were like maybe that's what they're clearing all this room for. It's like screw the Simon's extension. Mm-hmm. It's really all about Josh Hart. Um, yeah, it just doesn't. Larry Dance is also not really like he's he's a little bit better than being like a trade throw-in role player. I think like, so. you can kind of fit yeah. anywhere. Like I don't know. I just yeah, it just doesn't really like Pel- the Pelicans like ran away with that trade, mm-hmm. and the Clippers ran away with a normal and the like, Clippers. Yeah, like the, I can't now. Yeah. I'm, like I can't decide which one was worse. I mean, it, it's the Clippers trade, but like they're both. they're both so bad they're both so bad and like i guess like i don't know we'll see what happens this offseason it is they are still in like a bit of a to be continued stage but they're Mm -hmm. somehow even more of a mess than they were you know 10 months ago and that that truly surprises me yeah it kind of just felt like um scorched earth for like on neil o'shea it's like let's remove all traces of him And whether that was, like, through the trades that he, like, you know, was a big component of or, like, brought in. Like, but I don't really understand the long term. Mm. Like, what is the long term goal of that, you know? Because now you are looking at a rebuild, but you've got nobody. (laughs) You've got no, I hate to use the word assets, but, like, Mm -hmm. you don't have many assets to do that. Like, yeah, you're potentially looking at a higher draft pick. But I also can't believe that they went into this season thinking that it was for tanking. I think they're trolling Dame. I think they're like it's that's like then this is like psychological. Torture, I think they're just begging him to like be like, no, I don't want to be on this team anymore. 
So I just don't get. I guess if you keep asking the same question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's like a, uh, there was a story, I think, like earlier in the season about just their their new ownership group being kind of cheap and not really mm-hmm. feeling like Dame would be worth the contract he's going to command next. And by the way, like it is a question like if it's a weird thing is like if Dame goes anywhere else, then that becomes a question of like, you know, do you really want to mm-hmm. pay like an aging point guard? You know, like it's going to be like the years of like, I think like from being like 32, 33 to like, you know, 38, like, do you really want to give him like 50, 60 million dollars a year? That's totally reasonable. But the fact is like he played for the Trailblazers through all of that stuff. So, yes, you as the Blazers need to give him that money. But the thing is, kind of nobody else does. Yeah, nobody else does. And the Blazers will do it if they do it very begrudgingly and understand that it also hobbles the team. I feel really bad for for seasons to come. Like that's truly no, like truly, like that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It had such a good like yeah. it was. You know, it's not a, it's not a city that has a lot of sports teams in the first place. They're absolutely in love with the team. Like you know, Dame is like so into Portland, and like mm-hmm. yeah, sure, they didn't ever really make too much noise, but they're a consistent team. And like you know, there's like it felt like there was a genuine sense of community built around them. And then you know, just the sheer hiring of Chauncey definitely fractured some of that. And then you just go down the line, and it seems like like this new ownership team the group just bought this team to decimate it. And that's just really shitty. Like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's weird. It is. It was, cause it was one of those like little uh, engine that could kind mm-hmm. of franchises, right. That would like quietly do well enough every like season mm-hmm. over season and win, which is a thing that like when you are a, in a fan base of a team that's winning, you do really take for granted when you are then like when the team is yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So TBD. Um, my other, my next, my next in the West uh, is the Mavs, and I wanted to know if you think it's rude for me to say that I'm surprised by their mediocrity. Uh, they, I, they're you. I just don't. And I, I say that understanding. <laughs> yeah, like a 51 <laughs> yeah, and 30 yeah, record. It's not so bad. It's not a bad Damn, record. Katie. But there's something there's something about this team that like, you know, they you ditch Przingis. I like it. I like it. I'm here for Jason it. Kidd yeah. in there who has plenty of time to yeah. figure it out. Still kind of is bumbling around. Um this might just be like a trickle down Cuban effect, but like they still look so sluggish to me at 51 and 30, like where they're at now. I just I don't know. I'm. I get. Maybe it's just that I'm not convinced, mm-hmm. and may never be convinced by the Mavs. Um, my favorite player on the Mavs is Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, it's not Luca, because there's still something about Luca that is like effortful in the wrong way to me. So mm-hmm. I. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I, like I feel like it's pretty well encapsulated by the fact that him being like, I'm gonna stop yelling at the refs and arguing with the refs, but like it is out of his actual physical control of his face to be able to do that. Um, I don't know. They're just kind of like, I'm like, what's the plan here guys? Like you, you're fourth, right? Like, yeah, you're fourth. That feels okay. But like, you've also just consistently been there for so many seasons. So like, what's next? How do you level this team up? That's to me the big what it wasn't. seems like you actually believe in them then. Like, I, uh, no, I don't. Okay. So do you <laughs> think I, that they're overachieving? But I, uh, Basically that they won some games that they shouldn't have and they they play more like a 46-win no. team? Or, like, 
Because I believe that they, yeah, I believe they're playing. They're playing. They play in the range yeah. of a forty-six to to gotcha. like fifty-one, fifty-two win team. No, but a, like, there's how a lot do you credence k- to this. kick that? Kick that up. Like, yeah. If you look at the West, like they're only like they're three wins away from being the sixth seed. Like they're three wins mm-hmm. away from being like they, they won. Yeah, That's they the won thing th- too. Like the yeah. Jazz are forty-eight and thirty-three, and they're a disappointment this season. The Nuggets are forty-eight and three thirty-three because. You know, like it's it's Jokic and the traveling cast of whoever's av- available that day. Like they are not they are not that far off from being in that in that territory. So I get it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. Like is the is the the wreck of the West this yeah. season? It does that has that played to their advantage in a way that you know, like they wouldn't have had that if like you if Kawhi mm-hmm. was playing, if the Clippers were like, if the Lakers did whatever it was they were they thought they could yeah. do. Um, if like, yeah, if Kawhi was back, uh, I think if like Murray was healthy, um, you know, like right. if, like if, if the war and if the Warriors were at full clip mm-hmm. as well, I don't think the Mavs sit where they are now, as you said, it is like the really kind of razor's yeah. edge margin. So yeah, I guess, I guess to go back to your earlier mm-hmm. point, I'm not okay. convinced. Okay. I got you. I got you. I think like. I almost think that their record is deceptive and that they're better than it because they okay. had the early season struggles. Like they just couldn't figure out their offense at all. Then they figured out their offense and things started to roll for them. And then they traded for Spencer. And I think they're better since then too. I almost, I think they're a little bit bogged down by like their 2021 still figuring things out portion of the season. Mm-hmm. And with Luca too. Yeah. It's like funny to like, you know, it's, it's, you you feel for him because at least he admits that it's like just not a good idea to do that. Like he knows he knows that it's not good to be like complaining to the reps as much as he was, which is like truly like that is half the b- battle, right? Like we were talking about Trey Young earlier, mm-hmm. and like oh, man, he just doesn't care. Like he he per, he gen, he still thinks that the reps genuinely have something against him personally. Which by the way, that becomes a self fulfilling prophecy after a while. Um, yes, and. With Luca, it's like I don't know. I I I have more faith in Luca as like a temperament from a temperament perspective as a superstar. I think he's just really young, um, and he you know he does get he does take a lot of hits too. Like he's he's a he's a strong guy. I think he goes through some of like the early LeBron stuff where he's so strong that you don't realize just how much he's getting hit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean he does he That's does he does complain yeah. a lot, and he does need to you know, cut it out. But I don't know. I feel a little bit more optimistic about them. I do think that like they lack a certain, like, like I think getting Sp- like that Spencer Dinwiddie trade was awesome. And I think that he fits really well next to, uh, next to Luca. Like I remember when they traded De- Dennis Smith jr. It was like, okay, like you can trade Je- Dennis Smith jr. This, this particular point guard. But I think that like in the long run, that type of guard is like the right, player to have around Luca in terms of like secondary creation. I think they mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of that. Mm-hmm. Like Brunson fits into that role pretty well when Luca isn't playing or when they share the court too, even I like them Honest, I don't know. I like them. I think if they get hot, they can, they can just like, they could make the Eastern conference. I mean, Western conference finals if they get hot, I think, I think that's probably their ceiling. Um, they're almost, they're kind of like last year's Hawks in that way. Like just a really hot shooting team yeah. with guys who have, just put in more effort defensively than than we're used to seeing from them. Um, but yeah, they're not, you know, they're not like, they're not in that top three. Like the Suns, Warrior, the Suns Grizzlies, and Warriors are in a different tier to me than everybody else in the West. And, and the Mavericks don't necessarily uh, cross that for me. They are in that Jazz Nuggets area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like when you said if they get hot, then I started to think, I was like, but have we ever seen a hot Mavs? Yeah, 2011, <laughs> like, baby. I, I don't know. <laughs> 2011. Um, but huh. I don't know. I th- yeah. Recent. Yeah, recently. Not, not recently. This Mavs, like I've never, like this Mavs team, I'm like, can you get hot? Like you have to, to get hot, you have to play with a certain freedom uh, and like maybe like a looseness right and i don't i just have yeah. never they're not I've very not loose. seen that with this they're not team. very loose no yeah no they have that is okay. also a last so, year's hawks problem too just a little little too bald on that's there. true yeah yeah okay who's do you have a do you have another west uh i mean i don't know how much time i really want to spend on this but like the lakers <laughs> okay like, I mean, you know, I left them off my list on purpose, yeah, but like I, it's, you know. it's, it's like no, no list of things that didn't happen is really complete without this team, but yeah, that's I don't true. know that, like, I've talked about them a lot. I'm sure you've talked about them a lot. Is it a what if or is it a what wasn't? There are a lot of... <laughs> it's a... It's a, it's just what a what the for fuck, me. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a what the fuck. It is. Um... What I, yeah, okay, with the Lakers, what I can't understand and still get my head around is like, was it delusion? And was it a level of delusion so high uh, that it like sustained the creation of the team to begin with? I, like I don't that. know. I like well, that theory. And I, by that I mean, I will explain by that I mean it's like you have this formulaic approach to team building brought in by LeBron James that has worked in the past very well. Um, but then like, you know, Palenka gets behind it. Vogel's just kind of like in the mind cart thrust down the tunnel. He can't get out. Like he's just like, he's strapped in. Right. That's yeah. not his choice. Oh, man, um, that's so true. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's, it was the first, like last season, there was hints that, that building a team that way maybe mm-hmm. wasn't going to work. But then when you started to hear just like, we got this guy and we got this other guy and these are all like LeBron's friends. And we ejected Caruso and like Kuzma and like these young kind of like a lot of potential at least played with like, weren't so in their roles because everyone else you have now is such a specific Mm -hmm. role player and like came up in a time when like their career hinged on them carving out a niche that they would never Mm -hmm. budge from. Yeah. Like Westbrook is that like that is that is Russell yeah. Westbrook that is also LeBron mm-hmm. James that's Melo like AD's going in that direction when he's healthy but you know you get you kind of get rid of these guys that are then there to like clean up and do the rest of the work so who do you have left Yeah I just yeah I'm with you it just didn't make it, it didn't make sense then and it bore itself out as mm-hmm. a thing that just didn't make sense. One thing that got lost in, in the Wizards falling apart too is like like Kyle Kuzma having a renaissance here is awesome, by the way. Like really, really happy for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was... I wrote a story about Kyle Kuzma at the end of last season and was just like, Lakers fans should hang on. Like, you know, Lakers fans should be happy. They have this guy. He's only going to get better. Like, look at his stats. Was, like, look at... He was the, improving like, even defensively like the, for the, the last plus, two years. Yeah, and like no yeah, one wants like, to pay attention because to it he, was cause he doesn't tr- have Taylor Horton Tucker's wingspan. Trying to, who, by the things. way, still can't shoot. And every, yes, <laughs> who's still and just and very much a hypothetical player. Got, okay, sorry, keep going. 
<laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're exactly right. But every response I got, it was like, good. I hope all the other teams that are lucky to have him come calling. Like someone even went through the trouble of tagging every every team in the NBA in their reply and was just like, attention, yeah. available. Leo, Lakers fans are <laughs> absolutely like, savages, man. They really are. They really yeah. are. I've gotten, I yeah, I've gotten, I'm so, like, I used to, like, I, I had a really bad Brandon Ingram tweet, like, six years ago he's not on the team anymore and i still can't live it down at this point i'm like you know what you guys i support it but they really like they fall in love with certain players and like mm-hmm. they really are out on, on other guys like they're still very much mourning mm-hmm. alex, alex caruso but they're not going to pay attention to kyle kuzma having like a 17 point per game season and like making no. making gen like he's also genuinely rebounding and was like they were also not really paying attention and moving his feet for their own team too so you know whatever but yeah yeah no they were like he makes everything worse like get him out of here yeah, good he riddance looked, he does, anyway like, I mean, there's, some, there's a couple boneheaded pump fakes in there every once in a while but like yeah comes with the team yeah he's young and he like came up with the in the like with the Lakers which is like you can be a bonehead and like that's. <laughs> It's showtime. You gotta be. It's like it's showtime. Have you been watching the Winning Time documentary? Yeah, the documentary. It's not exactly a documentary. (laughs) What is it? Is that like a? What do you call those? Is it like Uh, a biopic? But it's not a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a biopic. I mean, it's like a pure like historical fiction. Yeah, I. I like that they have just painted every per- every single person as yeah. a maniac. I don't mind that depiction. I get that it's over the top, but I also feel like that's the point yeah. of the show and that era. Exactly. It, it yeah, it, it it hits all like the the notes that I wanted to hit and it's it's vi- it's visually yeah. perfect. Um yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I loved like the the Jack McKinney stuff like <laughs> where it's like how he imagines basketball moving like nature. It's perfect. Yes. It was perfect. It re- it's, I love I love um, Pat Riley as like a early just a grifter basically, like Adrian yeah. Brody playing him as just kind of like a maniac grifter. It's really it. nice. It's really nice to see a version of Pat Riley that still had to figure things out. Like it's it's so easy yes, to see somebody right? like that and be like, wow, he's doing exactly what knew. he's supposed to be doing. But yeah, he was mm-hmm. wayward. Yeah, he was a little lost there. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. So I don't, yeah. I don't mind it. It's entertaining, and that's what it's the end of the be. fourth episode where they after they pitched Doctor Bus, and he just like it's showtime was like on one of yeah. the best moments <laughs> ever, ever in TV. It was perfect. Like I was just laughing my ass off for like the next five minutes. It was so good. It was so good. Like someone, a friend of mine said that that show it, it's like just John C. Riley getting to have yeah. fun. For like yeah. an hour, and like as soon as I started looking at it that way, it's yeah. like yeah, like it's. That's but is he it really is. having fun, or is he just masking his existential dread? That, the other one where he where he jumps into the pool and he's just screaming fuck, like that's that's a great visual too. That was awesome. Good, yeah. good, good series. Good. good series. Didn't have to do Jerry West like that, but good series. I didn't mind it mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So. I feel like that's fine with the labor, yeah. right? Like that's like a that is an existential yeah. thing, Mo- like bordering on metaphysical. They got. I have a that theory out. about that. Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes LeBron made in his career was not quitting basketball for two years. Because this guy's bored. He's bored. He doesn't want to win the yeah. way. Like he, like he was like LeBron. LeBron plus yeah. plus shooters. No, we're gonna. Have like Anthony Davis and like that. Well, obviously that part is fine. That makes sense. But you know we're gonna have Dwight Howard and we're gonna sign Rajon Rondo because I want to play with with smart high IQ players. Um, 
and we're going to have JaVale McGee. And it's like the, the Lob City verticality thing was really fun the bubble year and it worked. And then they were like, nah, screw that. We're not doing that again. Uh, get, get rid of those guys. We're going to say, I hate, I say it. We're going to sign Marcus. Um, and the guy is just like, he has not jumped in, in years and years. Um, and mm-hmm. we're like, we're going to get rid of Rondo too. Is like the best lob thrower on that team. And then the next season, it's like, what is the one puzzle in the NBA that nobody has been able to solve? Russell Westbrook runs like, I got it. I got it. It's like the dark side of when the Cavs side and J.R. Smith and he was like, I got it. Because he did have it. He did have it that time. And nobody he thought did. he had had it that time. Yeah. But he he did. And this time he just didn't. I think he's just he's he I don't think maybe he's like subconscious thing. But it's like, you know, you just clear every possible mountaintop and it just gets gets boring after a while. You need to add these baked in challenges for yourself. And he added Russell Westbrook. Well, it's like what I was saying when it's like his formula. Yeah. He's still going by the formula. And I agree with you. I think there's something like that switch, the LeBron switch. It's like, it's still there, but I think a lot of it hinged on him wanting, right. To do it. But it's like, when you make challenges, when you make more challenges for yourself and make your life harder, but then don't really care (laughs) about the thing that you're making harder, you essentially like you've hobbled yourself. Right. So it's like, he made it incredibly difficult, but he didn't care enough to solve the yeah. problems and then like anymore. it's it sucks because like you don't do any like you, you kind of go half-ass on everything like the lakers suck mm-hmm. space jam 2 sucked like what if you just took that time off really concentrated <laughs> on the movie stuff for a bit mm. yeah i mean and then the part of this is like i also can't i can't i can blame him but i like i can't i can't blame him up to a, you know like after a certain point like it's out of his hands. It's out of it. Yeah, hands, but it's like because he created it. Um, it's like he made he made he cre- the situation. Yeah, exactly. that he he started them out yeah, on yeah, this path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a quick one. A quick one I have is the mm. Suns. Well, this is my last one. Um, and this is a little bit different because I did expect them to be number one in the West, but what I didn't expect was that them being so good would make them invisible. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Spurs. They're just too good. Yeah. They have no issues. Uh, like they, they have. There's this is a team with zero they weaknesses. Like each other. Like they, they, yeah, yeah, they gen. Yeah. Like the locker room is good. Monty Williams is a great coach. Devin Booker is like mm-hmm. perfect superstar. Chris Paul was like, you know, when he's healthy, running their show. He's happy again. Like the, we thought the Aiden yeah. stuff would might be maybe an issue when they didn't sign him. He's fine, and he's at, like he's mm-hmm. got over the injury stuff. Now he's having a great year. Mikhail Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Like everyone got better. Cam Johnson, like mm-hmm. Mikhail Bridges is now like the third guy and now Cam Johnson has become like the Mikhail Bridges of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, then they got like, they got also, you got yeah, Biombo was got, an like, awesome beautiful, like, pickup like, too. Yeah, or, like, yeah, he, he's going to really help yeah. them with like just being like six good hard fouls in, in the finals. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's important mm-hmm. to have. And they wouldn't have had that if not for like yeah. the COVID stuff either. So yeah, it's just, yeah. Like those tiny little tweaks that will hopefully like kind of that will push them yeah, over. They nailed um, every part of it. Yeah, they did. They did. But the one they're invisible. That's a probably I think maybe that's why it's like we need like we need to diagnose problems at the time. You look at that team and you're like, oh, no, they're just better than everyone else. Uh, there is no coverage in the NBA that like that they can't really like account for. Like, even Jaw. Like Jaw is the one guy that nobody in the NBA can account for. But I think that like they would be like they might have like the combination of perimeter defense and rim protection to be able to do it. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. And like the technical skill to kind of lock him lock him up, yeah. I think, right? And to not get 
we were talking earlier about like how that, that Grizzlies team just like frustrates the hell out of everybody. I don't think you can frustrate the Suns. Yeah. I think you can frustrate Chris Paul probably. (laughs) Chris Paul only, but I also think that that's been like toned Mm down. Um, yeah. With the Suns because of like Monty and a bit of yeah. Devin Booker. Monty but, Williams can calm anybody yeah. down. I want like yeah. he should be doing like like you know how they ha- hire like uh, like Headspace and Calm and all these apps will hire like actors <laughs> to tell a story. Yeah, they should hire him. Yeah, they should. They should. It's yeah. a free. That's a free marketing yeah, idea exactly, right there. Exactly. Monty Williams, freelance contractor. <laughs> Do you have any other? Uh, any other what ifs or what what wasn't uh, for for the I West? Have, I not really. I had a tiny one with with Mar- Michael Porter Jr. because he had a tough start since okay. season before he got hurt. But I mean, yeah, that's kind of now. Then he got hurt, but he was supposed to make a pretty big yeah. leap, and that never really happened. My hope is for like any player that got injured this season in like a real untimely. I guess they're all untimely. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, Some of them are worse. Just than gets others, to. Though. Yeah, but just gets to kind of uh, hold that, yeah. like carry what, carry yeah. the what if. To the next other thing season. with the Suns, the Suns had timely injuries. The Suns mm-hmm. had injuries when it was like all good to have some injuries. Yeah, but this is like a purely retrospective, yeah, thing. But yeah. it's true. Like we we couldn't have known that. Yeah, we know that now. But at yeah. the time, yeah, seemed like a disaster. Yeah. It's all coming up, Phoenix. Um. It is all coming up, Phoenix. I'm touching wood yeah. for those guys. Uh, okay. So quickly, really quickly, we're going to look ahead to the playoffs. But um, okay, so we've got – I think maybe we could just talk – we can talk about uh, the other matchups if you want. But the play-ins um, that are solidified mm-hmm. in the West, Clippers, Timberwolves, Spurs, Pels, the East – Again, we're recording this on Sunday. This will all be clarified by the time this comes out. But I did look at a graphic today and it looked like hieroglyphics to me of like the likelihood and chances of what the East matchups would be. But it's like Brooklyn, Atlanta, Charlotte, Cleveland, Mm -hmm. somewhere, each other. Um, I guess just broadly. So maybe we don't have to talk about each game, but like. What do you, are you looking forward to the play-ins? What do you want to see out of the play-ins? Is it like a fun experiment for you? What is your like, what is I your view? I love the plan. Um, I think it's great. <laughs> it's just like a little, because it, you know, this, this part of the NBA season usually ends up being a little bit boring. And yes. I'm not bored right now at all. Like we're recording this before any game start, which means that we have no idea what's going to happen, which is like, that is, that is part of the fun. Like, we don't mm-hmm. really know who's playing who. And the games start in two days. So, like, that that in and mm-hmm. of itself sets up some excitement. I wish it was a little bit more... I wish that today's slate of, like, every team plays happened, like, two, two games ago. And that you could have, like, a couple doubleheaders, maybe, where the results of that game really matter. Because, like, I think it's going to be really chaotic today. And that that has its own level of fun. But I like the idea of, like, we're all watching one matchup right now to see who makes the play-in. And, like, mm-hmm. that that's that was kind of what made it fun for me last year. And I think this year it's just going to be a little bit chaotic. So that is the one thing I don't like. But other than that, man, I love the play-in. Like, it just gives – it adds a little bit of extra juice. And then, like – 
you know, you do have a team like the, the honestly, like the most interesting team to me in the play in is probably the Hawks. Because they are okay. still, they are a fast, like, I, I okay, honestly, like the Nets, I, I'm just not worried about it. I'm really not worried about it. I think we'll see them in the playoffs. Um, but with the Hawks, I'm like, okay, if you guys make it, then the what like that's like that's gonna be the one eight the one eight matchup would be probably Miami versus the Hawks. Yeah, that's what it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not a fun first round matchup for Miami. Like I think they'd ev- end up winning it, but like nobody actually wants to go play against Trey Young in the first round in the playoffs. Like he's an impossible matchup. He hits all the shots that you, you know defenses are prone to giving up. Like I think something like Bam Adebayo probably fine like being switched onto him a couple possessions per game like he can he can guard one through five but is that sustainable in, in a in a series like they present a lot of matchup problems and they still are the same team from last year that made it made it that far and I also wonder if like if they're not if the problem really just was that they can't care about the regular season do they actually just flip the switch and become an interesting team like I don't think mm-hmm. they'll get as far as they mm-hmm. did last year they're not healthy this year either, but I don't know. I think I think they're yeah. they're, they're a real East X factor. Is yeah, and is like winning is like getting in and winning that play in mm-hmm. um, enough to kind of yeah. ignite something yeah. under them, right? But I hope I it's the Hornets or the Cavs because they haven't had that opportunity as a team yet. Yeah, though again, I go back to my Cavs yeah. thing, and I'm like, yeah. eh, eh. but but. I want the best for them. I think the Hawks and Miami is pretty funny because I think that he would get so mad. <laughs> like Jimmy yeah. Butler, PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, like UD screaming at like everybody that's screaming. A, that at is like, Young. yeah, that is like the Hawks are like an Achilles heel. I think for, for the heat, I don't think the Hawks could beat them in a series. I just think that they would uh, be like infinitely mm-hmm. frustrating um, to the heat. Uh, what I like about the playoffs this season is exactly what you said is that nothing has like, this is the the latest I can remember things kind of clarifying and still some things are not clarified as we record this, um, for the playoffs that start so soon. I think it's, it's cool that the only team that was like really destined for it all season was the Suns. Otherwise it was just like a constant reshuffling, super competitive, late March NBA can be like such a drag mm-hmm. uh, and it never felt yeah. that way. There was season. a moment where I was like, wait, um, are the Jazz going to be a play-in team? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe to, to me in the, in the West, I'll just say like, there's, um, I can't decide if there's much urgency for those, the teams that are in the play-in situation, you know, like, is there an urgency for them to, I mean, they all tell you yes, <laughs> like any team would, but is there an urgency then to like, go beyond Mm -hmm. that round you know like I don't really know I don't necessarily see that um but Paul George just like did have a wild game so maybe PG's turning Mm -hmm. it on I I, I don't know um oh cat stumbling onto the table um yeah we'll see man I I know that Iman and Sandy are gonna like tee up a couple playoff preview episodes midweek, which is also why I don't want to get too deep into it. Um, But I'm excited to the East. I'm more excited for the East than the West. Mm -hmm. I will say, Um, because like, it kind of feels like it's uh, a lot is up for grabs. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would love to see, I mean, with the Clippers, it's just the fact of like, 
I don't know. I can't see. I can't see Kawhi Leonard making a playoff return. So at this point, we got to assume that it's yeah. a, a Paul George led Clippers team, and that's you know that's that's really dangerous. Like I almost like the, the Clippers are would be a really interesting playoff team in that I don't think that they would make it like all the way to the Western Conference Finals, but they could also be the exact mm-hmm. type of team that like you know like picks somebody off that they shouldn't have and that like that creates mm-hmm. implications right like i'd be curious mm-hmm. to see how they fared against like a a mavs team for example or you know the the jazz again that would be that would be disastrous for them and like that that likely won't happen but i was looking at like the the two ma- the the two seed matchup would is either going to be the wolves or the clippers and i think both teams like would pose a really interesting test for memphis who is going to be you know for the first time, not an underdog in that se- mm-hmm. in a series. Like, who would you who would you rather see them play? Yeah, the Grizzlies. Uh, wait, who did Between you say? The Clippers or, or the Wolves? The yeah. cl- they're gonna oh, the they're gonna play uh, the winner of that game. I think it would be they're better matched uh, to play the Wolves. I think, but. Like that series might go longer. I feel like there could be an upset with yeah. the Clippers. Yeah, I really want like an Anthony Edwards, John Morant, like dunk dunk yeah. contest type of game. Oh yeah. my gosh! And you have like J- Jaren yeah, Jackson. That would be like Kat an explosive series. Too. Yeah. Uh huh. And just like Bev. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pat there. Bev versus Dylan Brooks. Mm-hmm. That'd be chippy. That'd get really chippy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I th- Real chippy, like real quick. immediately, it'd be like it's the first possession of the Steven, game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Stephen Adams, yeah, is there. like it's good you've got Stephen Adams in there to just like lift anybody, pick them up, and lift <laughs> yes. them away if you need to. But yeah, like, that's otherwise, that's like a temper, like they're young, right? Like, those are mm-hmm. young stars, like I'm on that kind mm-hmm. of stage, you know, for the first time. So, like, that could get that could be like a rivalry in the yeah, making it could situation. Be. It could be that could be yeah. really fun. Um, that yeah. could be fun, yeah. I think I, I would, I would prefer that one. I prefer that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Pelican Spurs. Right. Um, Pelican Spurs. Yeah, I get like this yeah. seems so like sleep sleepy to me. <laughs> it's like the la- like the la- last minutes of the podcast. We're like, yes, and the Pelicans will play the Spurs. <laughs> um, I don't want Zion to come back for the playoffs because because don't you think he could just rush back because he's hurt. Uh, no, because I don't think anyone deserves it of the way that they've like treated the Zion stuff this season. Like let, let them sweat Zion, you know, like don't give the people what they want. Not this, not this season. Um, I think the Pelicans can do that. Can like have that. Yeah. But the Spurs will grind you down. They'll grind you down with efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about the the Zion handling? Not yeah. good, um, not very well at all. I think mostly, I think it's very like telling in the reaction around like any sign of progress from Zion. People want to get people want that news so yeah. badly, but then it is like somehow immediately like warped and rejected, and it's like. The, the kid, like, he cannot do anything in the right way, and he hasn't even played a full season mm-hmm. yet. So I – it's, like, very um, cannibalistic 
to me. It's pretty gross. I don't, I don't really like it. Uh, and I don't know that he can really escape it until he has one full season or like until he doesn't play for the Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I also, you know, who I trust? I trust CJ McCollum. He's such a nice guy. Maybe he can be Maybe. a buffer. Uh, for Maybe, that yeah but it's a weird situation it's hard it's hard to know what's really going on there um yeah, yeah. we don't know that's the other yeah. thing right like we really don't that's one of those situations where like yeah you can hear a lot of rumors and hearsay and stories but like we will never know yeah. probably until way in the yeah. future like all of what the, happened. the sense i get is that he's just not very good at rehabbing and yeah there might be some discipline issues there but like then you got to kind of roll with them as a team too, especially with a rookie. Like I feel, I feel like that exacerbates itself because it almost feels like he's being treated like a cash cow. Like he is, he is now like becoming yeah. the preserver of, of, of jobs. And maybe that dies down now. Like they, they did win the CJ trade and they could be a play in team. And maybe that just takes some of the pressure off and he can come back next season. And it's a clean slate and it doesn't, it's not also ugly. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a strange situation. Um, it'd be weird. It'd be weird to see him come back for the playoffs, but it'd also be like hilarious because then you'd have like this juggernaut coming in from like the ninth seed. May, I mean, like a part of me doesn't hate it cause it's like kind of no pressure, but it would be made into like high stakes, high pressure. I don't really think quick. there's anything he can um, do that isn't going to be pressure at this point. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a fair point. Um, I think like the last, the last thing I'll say about it is like, it was all kind of encapsulated to me very well. The last like footage of him working out and people were like, he's on a bouncy floor. Like, it's like, you can't even be happy to just like see him (laughs) like dunking and like performing and like looking pretty good. Um, It's like, it's rigged is like one argument or like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like that. I also think it's just like one regular floor he's very big two maybe they put a little mat down because they don't want him to get more Mm -hmm. hurt just use your brain yeah i don't don't mean to end it on a contentious note do you have any (laughs) (laughs) do you have any final um playoff uh thoughts expectations wild takes um hmm I'm like, let me. I haven't come up with any bold predictions. Let me come up with them right one right now. Yeah, you know that's when they're always exactly good. Is when you exactly put when I, yeah right when I put zero thought into it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna like let's let's both pick like a first round out that should like let's pick an upset. Well, I, here's the thing. Like, there's a the Nets. The Nets being the playoffs is gonna mean that like either the Heat, Bucks, or Nets are out in the first round. So who who do you think it's gonna be? The Heat, Bucks, yeah. or the Nets? Um, honestly, maybe the Nets. <laughs> I also, I don't think the Sixers are going to fare very well. Yeah, that's that's not even a hot take anymore, really. <laughs> yeah, it's not, right? It's not, yeah. unfortunately. Well, I, there's only, like, there's still, it could be, because they're only one game back, and I'm... You know, we'll we'll have to revisit this, but yeah, in the East there's going to be a team. I guess like the Sixers are the easy one if they end up playing them. But mm-hmm. if it's, I hate that I I hate that I brought this up. Yeah, you're you're forcing the takes. I, hate I, brought, I, I, I just, just did a like, LeBron. I just did a LeBron ended. being like, hey, I'll play with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> 
You did. You thought you could. You thought you could fix takes, yeah. Rika. No, <laughs> takes. I don't. Takes don't need to be fixed. Takes are fine. Just, just the way that they are, in my opinion. Um, hmm. Yeah, man. I hate that I did this to myself. I'm gonna. It's okay. If I see a first round out of any of those teams, I'm, it's probably the Heat. And you heard it here from Fox. <laughs> Don't at me, please. At Katie. Only only DM Katie. Mostly. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. take, I'll, I'll I'm take clo- the point. I'm closing my DMs. Mm-hmm. I'll be in yeah. Frank Vogel. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Well, thank you for spending your Sunday with me. Anytime. And truly. Thank you. Any any Sunday. Yeah. And thank you uh, to everyone listening to what might be outdated by now. Who knows? Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. Um, Yeah, you can follow Siret on Twitter. You can read her work at The Ringer. You can listen to her at The Ringer. And if you have any disagreements, you can at at me. Thanks, Katie.